She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. Today's scripture of the day comes from Philippians chapter 4, verses 12 through 13. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Hey y'all, so for our AO announcements today, uh, we'd like to announce that Boston Public Schools is reopening. Um, I believe for the month of April, you will have the option to send your children to school five days a week um, for grades uh, K through 12. And um, you can also opt out of sending your children to school in person um, and decide to um, allow them to be fully remote. So, um, you know, I wish you all the very best in your decision making during this time. Um, If you don't feel comfortable with sending your children to school, so totally understandable. Um, If you choose to send your children to school totally understandable so we just want you guys to know that we are uh paying attention to the data and what's going on in our world right now in our country um regarding the coronavirus we just want to give you a little bit uh of what we know and what we've learned um and how we may be making progress in uh the city of boston um and yeah so we hope you uh use continue to use the precautions and um wear masks, definitely wash your hands, uh, make sure you inform your children uh, to be very safe, and we wish you all the best. Today's Crown the Queen segment goes to Roxbury's own, the first black and the first black woman mayor of the city of Boston, Kim Janey. Mayor Kim Janey was elected into city council in November of 2017, and she focused on issues surrounding um, efforts to pass city ordinances for how marijuana dispensaries issued their license. And she was then reelected in November of 2019, where her focuses were more on issues in education and social justice. We here at Queen the Queen would like to crown this queen for her hard work and dedication to the city of Boston as council. And we want to thank you for breaking the glass ceiling and paving the way for other women of color to follow. We're excited to see the changes you'll bring over the next year as the mayor of city of Boston. We salute you. Today we have Yolanda Lewis, the Yolanda Lewis on the line, having a conversation with her. Hey, so we're going to be talking about um, just some just topic on mental health and um, mental health awareness, mental mental illness, the condition, things like that. Um, how you doing today, Yolanda Lewis? I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm feeling really good and I'm, I'm thankful to be here in the land of the living. Amen. Um, mm-hmm. I hear that. So um, I'm just going to just just tell me a little bit about yourself. Just uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I am an entrepreneur, mom, wife, auntie, sister, friend, um, just like many of your listeners who is striving to help others just live their best 
healthy life yeah and whatever that means mm-hmm. and whatever that means it could mean starting a business it could mean writing a book it could mean just finding peace whatever that is i led myself to that need i hear you that's right. That's good. Yeah, Yolanda Lewis is a, is a great friend of mine. I call her my mentor. At times where I call her mama. <laughs> <laughs> mama Yeah. <laughs> just because, you know, you just wear so many hats and you've helped me along the way since I've met you. And, you know, I appreciate your service and, you know, just to your community, to your people, to God's people. Um, yes. Yeah, so... I'm just going to get started with a couple of questions. So the first question I have for you is, um, what inspired you to advocate on the topic of mental health? Oh, this is good. Um, You know, I would say my own personal journey. So Mm -hmm. my background is actually, right, so you hear all the great, wonderful things that people do, but there's always a story connected to that. Mm -hmm. And for me and my background, um, I actually started in a place of secrecy. I was um, molested growing up as a child from age three to about 12. And so from by male and female. And from that, you learn how to hide. Hide you, hide how you feel, hide how you see the world. Um, so not to be judged or notice that you think and see things differently. And behind that hiding is a lot of scars. It's a lot of pain. It's a lot of bruise. It's a lot of aloneness and loneliness I should say because aloneness is not bad but loneliness can be pretty devastating um where you don't it's not that you don't have relationships with people you don't know how to have beyond surface level relationships with people so my journey to discovering and kind of being an advocate for mental uh health and seeking mental health um treatment and all that I believe in therapy came from me needing to get out of my own uh misery um, mm-hmm. I was making myself miserable, self-sabotage with my best friend, maybe even middle name. And um, in that space, you just find yourself not feeling free to be you. And so mm-hmm. I needed to find freedom to be me without everybody knowing. And, and the only person who really knew that that was my struggle was God. And mm-hmm. so that was my first point of turning to when I began that journey. But it was inspired by my own reflection. I hear you. Hi, Yolanda. So I just have a question. Um, What tips um, would you use, would you say to use when interacting with someone that suffers from um, mental health issues? Like what tips can you give someone? Yeah, and and, and that's a great question because uh, whenever there's life experience that doesn't get dealt with, you you can find yourself in relationships with folks, just friendship even, you know, with people. Suffering with mental illness and don't even know it. Mm-hmm. They don't even know it. Right. So it's very common uh, because mental health, and I want to say this too before I get into answering your question, mental health doesn't look like crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. So we assume, we assume, oh, if her hair is messed up, then she, she done lost it. No, her hair could be fully big. Mm-hmm. You know, she went and got it done, hair done, nails done, everything done. She looks flawless and she is a hot mess in her mind. Mm hmm hot mess in her mind and we're struggling so when i when you are interacting with someone who you are noticing has mental health um, issues going on that they're struggling with in that present time um i would recommend the first stop is just acknowledging that and not necessarily saying oh sis you have mental health issues 
but just being able to acknowledge it and say, ah, you know what? I see something right there. And so because I see something, I'm not going to force my thought of what I think it should be corrected as mm-hmm. onto this person. Yeah. I'm going to respect where they're at and then adjust what, you know, how I need to respond from there. Mm. So, so you don't need to address it in terms of trying to correct them. I would, I would definitely highly advise against that. Okay. Let them feel if if you if you see it, and and a lot of times we don't need to handle everything, right? Because mm-hmm. as women, we feel like, oh, I can, I can, I got it. I'll just tell her she needs to go to therapy, you know. But no, that sometimes might not be your place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What might help her in that moment, or him in that moment, if that's your guy friend, what might help them in that moment is for you to just shut your mouth and listen and not judge them at all. Mm-hmm. That might help their mental illness because mental illness is anxiety. Mm-hmm. Right? Part of it, that's, yeah. a, that's a mental health disparity. Yeah. Anxiety, mm-hmm. which leads to depression in most cases. Or, you know, they're, they're kissing cousins, if you will. Mm-hmm. Where there's one, there's usually the other. Mm-hmm. And so pushing any of those buttons beyond just seeing what it is, pushing any button to try to fix it or help them in that moment they didn't ask you for it, <laughs> is going to further, is going to further exasperate what they're already going through. And you don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. And you don't want to trigger things in your own self. That's right. Very true. So, because then you're getting into an argument for what? Right. Y'all both just got anxiety about about trying to correct each other. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a mess. And that's the fastest way relationships get dissolved. Mm-hmm. So my first recommendation, back to your point, is identify, like, see and acknowledge, like, you know what? There's something right here. And, and then to say to yourself, and I don't have to fix it. Free yourself from even having to fix the problem. That's advice number two. Mm-hmm. Advice number three is just listen. And if they ask you for help, you help them. Like if they say, man, you know, I'm really struggling with, you know, this particular issue. Can you help me? I'll give you I'll give you an example, right? I'm not going to keep it high level. I'm going to keep it real. So I had a confrontation with someone, and so... They were bringing me to a place where my anxiety was starting to go through the roof. Mm-hmm. And 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 so not to cuss them out, and I'm saved and I love Jesus, but sometimes if those buttons get pushed, I'm tempted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all <laughs> are. That's very true. Okay. Keep, it, keep it real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I can be tempted. Right. And so... And so to not let myself get there because I'm trying to work on me in that moment, I was trying to work on me. I said, you know what, sis? This is giving me anxiety. This whole exchange that we're having, it's giving me anxiety and it's, and it's not working. So I'm not going to reply to all that crap you just said above because this is text, right? We're going back and forth in text. I'm not going to reply to that. I'm going to, I need a second, right? Like, give me a second. And her response was, oh my gosh, how can you say I'm giving you anxiety? She went all the way to the left. Mm. Which actually gave me more anxiety. <laughs> right. And yeah, because she could be suffering also, like you were saying, with anxiety exactly. as well. Mm-hmm. So, like. so then at that point, what do you do, right? Somebody's got to be the biggest person. Right. So I had to take a deep breath and with tears in my eyes and I'm typing with tears and my fingers shaking to say, I, I understand, but I can't reply right now. And then I stopped replying because she kept going. Because <laughs> mm. her anxiety was triggered, right, 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 and, yep. and that's how quickly things can escalate in real life. Mm-hmm. When we say, "How do you respond to people who are dealing with with uh, mental health illness?" Have y'all ever experienced that? Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I can say that I have. 
on some levels. Absolutely. I, I have, um, especially in the profession that I'm in, I have to be careful, you know what I mean, with how how I respond. Mm-hmm. So it's really important right. for me to, cause I'm in a human resources advisor in a hospital. Mm-hmm. So it's very sensitive, um, for the nurse, especially now for the nurses, when I'm meeting with them, we're having conversations mm-hmm. or someone's ready to leave or, you know, cause I'm human resources. So they come there if they're being fired or something, if they're being terminated. So it's just, you know, you just certain situations, um, that are very hard situations for people. Um, I try to step, back and um try to put myself in their shoes a little bit as much as I can because I'm not them you know I don't know their experiences but I just want to hear their experience at least hear them and uh be a listening ear for them and um you know my mom me and my mother used to have an exchange sometimes too and I couldn't understand it either and I'm just thinking oh because you know I am her daughter she's my mother and she can tell me what to do and you know over time but then over time I started to realize that you know, it's not just, it's not her, it's me. You know, it's my, the way I'm responding, the way I am perceiving her information, even if the way she came off at me, you know what I mean? I know she's, I know she loves me. I know that for sure, but I'm not really receiving what she's saying because I'm thinking that she's just yelling at, she's just coming at me. She's, you know, things like that. And then I'm responding in a way that is just, you know, totally against what she's trying to say or how she's trying to you know, really convey the message to me, um, because of my own behavior, you know, um, just a mother and daughter relationship. And I had to learn over time when, once I had a child of my own, (laughs) what she was doing and my disposition and how I was responding was just not okay. You know, um, because it's just not, it doesn't help the situation. So I really, I definitely appreciate your, that part of things too. It's like, you don't know what someone else is struggling and may not even be a mental health illness. It may be something that you might be struggling with too. Um, you know, how you respond is very important. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I've been working on that as much as I can just to, just to keep my relationships at peace, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, you know, and then sometimes, yeah, right. Exactly. And sometimes, you know, you do have to kind of say, Hey, I, this relationship is just not going to work out. If a person keeps pressing those buttons and, mm-hmm. you know, you have boundaries and somebody keeps overstepping the boundary, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so definitely. Um, thank you for that. That's it. Yeah, that was, you have any other helpful. tips at all that you, um, you know, that you would, um, suggest or advise those who have family members or friends who, you know, might be suffering with mental illness or, um, conditions. Yeah. You know, no, I, I wouldn't go far and stray away from what I said. Just being present yep. to acknowledge what it is. Okay. Being quiet, right? We can do a lot of help shutting up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's just a lot of help that makes provide sense. by mm-hmm. just listening. Yep. You know, Absolutely. to yourself and to the others. And then when they ask for help, be the resource, mm-hmm. which doesn't mean you be the therapist. It means you be the resource, mm-hmm. which means you can help them get to a therapist or help them, you know, get to where it will give them the help that they need. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be the one to fix it. Mm-hmm. And so just really freeing yourself from being the one to fix it. Um, that's the biggest advice that I would give. Mm-hmm. You don't have to fix it. You can be just a resource. And that is help enough. Mm-hmm. I just have one last question. So, um... yeah. What are some ways, uh, what are some, some advice you can give to someone that's actually battling mental health illness um, to kind of maintain a healthy lifestyle? 
Mm, that's a loaded question. And, and with that, I would say that you first and foremost want to be able to um, get in a safe space. Mm-hmm. That safe space might be with a mentor to start, right? Um, that safe space might be with a therapist mm-hmm. to start. Mm-hmm. Um and in either one of those scenarios, if you start with a mentor, you'll eventually need a therapist. If you start with a therapist, you're also going to need a safe circle mm-hmm. so that you can learn how to um, be yourself yeah. while you're finding yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to have that. And it's not everybody's business. It's not everybody's mm-hmm. business. So I would, I would encourage those to not feel bad if they feel like there's just things that they maybe want to let go of but can't do on their own it's okay to feel like you can go and get help i have women reach out to me all the time you don't know how many stories oh my gosh that i have heard about trauma from women who have um escaped you know um uh, being kidnapped and Mm -hmm. they were the byproduct of the, the person who kidnapped their mom they were that's their father wow. <laughs> you know like there's there's all kinds of stuff that you don't know and if you look at this girl she's gorgeous she's beautiful beautiful girl but she struggles with a lot of things because of that dynamic mm. and not feeling wanted and not feeling like she's connected to her mom and not feeling you know all these different things there's all types of scenarios that you can find yourself in in terms of perverted relationships it was just perverted perverted doesn't mean sex it means jaded it means off balance to what it was designed to be Uh so with that being said you find yourself being okay with getting help there are people out there i know other women who have experienced being molested by a family member um that's a close family member and the family member was away for a long time and now they're coming back how do you deal with that Mm -hmm. that is alone will give you anxiety, depression, and everything all at once. You don't have to try to handle that by yourself. That's right. not your job. Mm-hmm. And you feel like it is because especially if, if no one really knows or no one believed you or everybody thinks, oh, the black sheep of the family because you said it out loud and told and you have all this rejection around you, you're going to feel like, well, then fine, I'll do it by myself. No, mm-hmm. you don't have to take ownership of that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to take ownership of that, my love. You don't. You can get help. There are people who are designed and and have trained themselves and are available resources for you to get help from them in how to navigate those spaces of your life. And it's okay. Definitely now, I mean, I know that there's probably a lot of younger people, too, suffering with uh, Mm -hmm. mental health and Mm -hmm. not really understanding the dynamic of how serious it is to your life, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean, to not get the treatment, not get the help you need um, outside of your family, you know, Mm -hmm. to feel uncomfortable with doing that. Because uh, sometimes right. people are just feel like, oh, I know them, so this is why I go to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They know me. You know, it's not just about that. It's mm-hmm. those professionals who actually have licenses, who study these things, right. who, you know, right. are able to really, like you said, find the resources for you to help you where yeah. you are, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So that's that's so important, especially now. Especially, I, I talk to some people um, who are teachers um, and they're in teachers in high school mm-hmm. and they're talking about how some of the, um, you know, a lot of the high schoolers are really like right. feeling this 
the COVID, the, mm-hmm. the conditions of the COVID, like what it's doing to their mental health, you know, right. and how they are responding to it because they are stuck, you know, in mm-hmm. between where they're now it's like, oh, some of them are fin- just about to finish schools. Like, what am I supposed to do with life from here? You know, right. um, you know, and then um, some of them just learning about who they are, you know, mm-hmm. what's right. the purpose they right. serve, you know, in the world. Right. And it's like right. the, it's like their worlds have been kind of shattered in a way because you right. know they don't get to experience a high school level the way you know other right. how we have mm-hmm. you know what I mean but right. now it's just very right. different for them. So um, and, and what's also interesting about that dynamic is is the young folks in in this age you know demographic in this time period in this generation mm-hmm. they have access to so much information right so mm-hmm. they they are aware of much more. Because some of the issue is sometimes it's like they know. And it's cool to know that, like, yeah, I'm a little bit crazy. And yeah. then they leave it there. Uh, yeah. They leave it there, right? Like, they know, like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit crazy, so what? Yeah. And it's not a bad thing, per se, but it's still something you can still get help from. Though. Exactly. You can still move beyond this place. So it's good that you know and that you're aware, mm-hmm. but it's also good for you to go and find the spaces that are safe yep. to mm-hmm. get the support that you need for the resources that will get you to the next level. Mm, I agree. Well, thank you for that. We really appreciate thank your you. time and, you know, Absolutely. your advice and things like that regarding this topic because um, it's really not an easy topic to discuss. Mm-hmm. Even sometimes yeah. people don't realize they have it and sometimes people that know they have it are actually afraid to talk about it mm-hmm. or they're, mm-hmm. you know, That's ashamed right. of it or in denial right. for whatever purpose That's it right. is. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we really appreciate you. We appreciate your um, your bravery, yeah. <laughs> um, your courage, uh-huh. you know, things like that. Um, and we uh, hope that you, we, we wish you much success in your book, um, in, you the, so in the books that, in the other books that are to come. And each part of my books, I have 10 books. Mm-hmm. And um, the first beginning books, they start the journey toward healing. And those who have not yet started their journey, um, it gives them a place to start. It's not an end-all, be-all. It's the place to start. It's the place to begin. And it goes on and it touches the different facets of healing. So there's the healing of you. Then there's the healing of learning how to re-talk to yourself. Then there's the healing of, uh, the healing of learning how to um, like what you see in the mirror mm-hmm. and, and make sure that that is respected in the relationships that you have on a friend level and a romantic level. Um, and then getting into just um, how you build from there. Like, how do you say, all right, now that I've discovered this is kind of my thing that I've had to work on, that I've had to heal from, what does that make me? Like, who am I? What purpose do I have? What gifts do I have to offer still? You know, you mm-hmm. start to get into that space and discovering what you want to do with your life. So the journey, so that, uh, the books that I have go into that level of reflection all the way through to the emotional aspect and the mental health aspect of maintaining that healing, maintaining and preserving that sanity um, from when you have devastating experiences. I've met women from all facets of the of the spectrum of being and violated in, in various ways, and so um, and so going into the emotional aspect of that to finally even landing my tenth book with uh, it being a children's book, touching on the just inspiring young girls to be free and really tap into the little girl that I was mm-hmm. and the messaging that I wish that I 
had heard mm. in this way okay. that I could actually be wherever I wanted to be. I was mm-hmm. a little bit, I was a tough cookie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I liked, I liked climbing trees. I liked, you know, running around and playing with the boys. You know, I yeah. liked the activity that, that, that came with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that wasn't necessarily promoted as a young girl. You need to sit down, you need to play with dolls. And it was like all that imaginary stuff. You know, I, it wasn't my thing. So the book I wrote was for little girls who, who are like that and who are not, and just to help them celebrate who exactly they are and do that. So it's a it's the total journey of development of self development from the point of trauma to the point of uh, triumph in in reaching back to that little girl. It's a totally full circle journey. So um, wow. and then from there, when I started my uh, publishing company, I actually was approached by my third book by another publisher and long story short they told me the the numbers looked right and all that good stuff but it was something about the deal that just didn't feel right and so I declined the offer and they proceeded to tell me that well your your writing isn't that great anyway you'll never be a success you'll never get anybody to read your book just totally dissed me and Mm -hmm. um it was it hurt and wow. so after I came back from that healing space, I said, you know what, if that's what, that's what's out there, I definitely want to be the place that authors can come to who don't know what the heck they're doing, who don't know what they don't know, and give them that helping hand, you know, hold their mm-hmm. hand throughout the process so that they can learn about what it means to really be an author in all facets of it. So we help authors from the beginning of the journey to, I want to write a book, but I don't know what to say all the way to I have a book and I'm ready to get published, whatever genre that is, we help them the total, complete circle of that. So that's kind of how I got into the writing as well as being a publisher. That's awesome. Thank you. Where, where can we find your book? Yes, you can find all things Yolanda Lewis at www.theyolandalewis.com awesome. or you can follow me at I am Yolanda Lewis on all social media platforms. Awesome, awesome. That's great. Well, thank you for the gems that you dropped on us today. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely learned so a little bit more. Me. That's good, absolutely. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It was very cool to chat with you ladies. Thank, thank you. you. And continue being you the queen better. that you are. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Our woman empowerment quote of the day comes from Eleanor Roosevelt. It says, a woman is like a tea bag. You never know how strong she is until she gets in hot water. So we're just going to close out our final um episode of the season one um with a prayer father name lord jesus we just want to say thank you oh god for this opportunity to reach uh our audience of women um into empowering us to empower other women we ask you god that you please continue to strengthen each and every woman who has uh tuned in and listened to our podcast uh for season one and has learned something from it um and can also apply it to their lives We give you all the glory out of everything that we're doing with our podcast. We give you the glory out of our lives. We ask you, God, that you please continue to cover uh, Yolanda Lewis and her family, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for her heart. 
We thank you for her, her willingness to share her story regarding her mental health struggles she has faced throughout her life, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for giving her the strength, oh God, to share these through uh, publishing and her writing, oh God. We ask that you please continue to empower her to empower others in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we ask that you please continue to strengthen her mind, oh God, to be a powerful writer uh, as she continues on in her author journey. We ask you, God, that you please continue to keep her, keep her family, oh God, cover her, cover her family in the name of the Lord Jesus. We thank you, oh God, for this platform, oh God, and the platform that we uh, have created through you, God. We ask you, God, that you please continue to bless us, bless each and every person that has listened, bless each and every person that has supported in any capacity or any way bless each and every guest that has joined us so god in conversation bless their homes bless their families bless them through this pandemic bless each and every person through this pandemic oh god father you are the author and the finisher of our faith we just want to say thank you oh god for strengthening our faith through these tough and trying times we ask that you please continue to keep us all cover us all with your blood in jesus name i pray amen